Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Kura. I love you too, Bear. This is episode seven of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to talk about pets. What kind of pets did you have growing up? I had quite a few different pets growing up. I had dogs, had a parrot, hamsters, lizards, snakes, you name it, I had it. I had a stray cat once that would kind of come around. Did you I mean, mention dogs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I had dogs. They were the biggest real pet, I guess, in the house at all times. Tell me about them. Uh, they were just, you know, standard pet. I mean, I was like any other kid that just wanted, a, you know, pets and all that stuff. You know, I had to walk them and, you know, the dogs, obviously, uh, take care of them. They were my responsibility if I wanted them. So my parents made it a point to uh, instill that in me. Nothing really right home about the first dog that was really mine. Her name was Bo, and she was uh, a mixed, she was a mutt, uh, part lab. The first dog, I believe, we had, his name was Caesar. I don't really remember him. He was a Dalmatian that my dad rescued. Yeah, it was the, probably the neatest pet. I I shouldn't say that. He was a pet of mine, but he was a mallard duck that I somehow befriended one summer. And I don't know if I imprinted on him or something, but he was at my house every morning from sunup to sundown. And he was there all summer long. And then when fall came, he was gone. But he would follow me everywhere that summer. It's kind of a neat pet. So he went south for the summer? I guess. I don't know. He just fall came around and got up one day and he was no longer there. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. I was kind of heartbroken as a kid. But it was neat to wake up every morning and have him waiting for me outside on the front porch. Like He was just waiting to come by and hang out all day. So he followed me everywhere that summer. I believe you said you had snakes. Mm-hmm. You hate snakes. They were garter snakes. They're not real snakes. I mean, my mom hated them more than I did, but they were just garter snakes. Just, they didn't bother me that bad. Now, yeah, I wouldn't have, like, a boa constrictor or a, constrictor or a python or anything like that, no. But I was young and stupid, so. I've even seen you afraid to walk under a tree because there was a snake in the tree in my mother's house. Yeah, that's a big snake. It's not a little garter snake. Garter snake's one thing, but yeah, no. Anything over a foot long, no, you can keep to yourself. I don't want anything to do with it. They're not supposed to be pets. I don't know. I was a kid. I mean, just, they're not fun pets either. I don't know why people actually do have them. I mean, they're not fun to pet. They don't have a personality. So, I, yeah, it's just, they're a novelty item. They, Yeah, no. <laughs> not at all. And you had, you said you had a stray cat? Yeah, he was a cat that came, well, there's a few stray cats around the neighborhood, but this one kind of took particular interest to my dad, which was kind of funny because my dad did did not like cats, but this little orange cat, somehow my dad became enamored with it and would feed it and all that other stuff. But yeah, he wasn't allowed in the house and he knew it, but he would come around you know, quite a bit, and he'd take off for a while, then show back up. But yeah, we had a few neighborhood cats growing up around 
to the house. And, you know, we really didn't feed, but they were there. What kind of pets did you have growing up? In my childhood, we had a dog. I believe he was mostly beagle, although he was probably mixed breed. I believe it was a, a rescue dog. We named him Duke. He was around for most of my childhood. Uh, sometime in my teenage years, he died. One time, our family going camping, I came across a painted turtle that was about two inches across. And my mother said I could keep it. As a, as a pet, I believe we called it Charlie, but I'm not sure about that. It didn't live very long. The only thing we could find that it would eat was bologna. And that's obviously not a healthy diet for a turtle. Painted turtle. <laughs> so it, it eventually died. I believe we also had a, a hamster. I don't remember the hamster's name. All I really remember about the hamster is at some time it got its foot caught in the exercise wheel and chewed its foot off to get loose. And that did not stop the hamster from using the wheelie. Did, did his foot just heal on its own after you chewed it off? Uh, apparently. Apparently. Wow. We didn't take it to the vet or anything. You guys didn't get him a prosthesis or anything like that? <laughs> Not that I remember. <laughs> no. That's crazy. The hamsters that I had, I had two of them. They were teddy bear hamsters. I can't remember their names, but I remember coming home from school one day and it looked like a murder scene because the one hamster was chewed up and there was blood everywhere in the, the terrarium or the, the, the box that I kept them in. And the only thing I can imagine is the one killed the other one, and then apparently the other one died. The other one died like a week or two later, and I read somewhere something that they get lonely, and I'm like, he killed his only buddy, and now he <laughs> died of loneliness. So I guess he deserved it. But yeah, I don't know if I mentioned we had a parrot also, and that was interesting having a pair a parrot. A parrot is a very very long term commitment. Yeah, we, we got him. My mom really didn't know what she was getting into. We actually adopted him out to someone else that knew more about them. But it was interesting growing up on the Jersey Shore with a parrot because all the windows were open and he would imitate the seagulls that were outside. So you had the laughing gulls making all the noise and then he heard them and would do the same thing. So that got to be quite annoying after a while. Uh, for a while. One of my exes, JT, had um, a couple of cockatiels, mm -hmm. and I believe their names was Butch and Spike, but they were both female cockatiels, and that is a fairly long-term commitment. Yeah. I believe he got them from someone who died, and so he, he took care of them. One of the cockatiels, I don't remember whether it was Butch or Spike, had a undescended egg and died from that. Oh, wow. And then I'd say about 10 days later, the other one died. Oh, wow. So they're 
they're very social animals, I take it then also. Yes. You you hear cases of like partners, you know, where one dies and then the other one dies soon after that. Kind of like a broken heart. I, I suppose so. Yeah. Uh-huh. We also had an aquarium when I was growing up, so we had all kinds of tropical fish come and go. Okay. I remember raising brine shrimp, which most people call sea monkeys. Okay. And that was to feed the fish. We we raised brine shrimp to feed the fish. Okay. Eventually, it got to where you could buy freeze-dried brine shrimp. Oh, um, so were they freshwater fish or saltwater fish? Uh, freshwater. Okay, yeah, because saltwater can be quite expensive to set up and everything. I would love to have a saltwater tank, but from what I hear, the work and the expense is just outrageous, so... After a while, I think we got tired of dealing with changing the water and changing the filter and all that. So that aquarium became the enclosure for the gerbil. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's funny. How many pets do we have, and how did we get them? We have four cats, and we rescued all of them. We got... The first one I got was Socks. I got Socks first when me and you weren't living together. You know that. Got him uh, shortly after I lost my leg. I needed a buddy to keep me company. And I adopted him when he was just a kitten. He was tiny. And then we got Rudy after I moved in with you. And Rudy was um, pretty much to keep Socks company and kind to... Uh, Make sure socks got exercise so they would play around, and that really didn't happen. They're friends, but I think they're um, more of a, it's a roommate that won't go away. The reason I wanted to go and pick up another cat was because Socks was getting fat. Yeah. He was the only cat we had in the house, and he literally was getting fat, and we wanted, you know, him to chase another cat. And, and get a little bit more exercise. Yeah. And they do chase each other, but... Not as often uh, as we want. Not in a fun way, I don't, I don't think. No, no, it's not play. It's more, I'm going to get you back for just doing that. So, And then we have the little girl Molly, and then we have Brownie. And those two were rescues also. It was your XJT passed, and I volunteered. I don't know. I don't know. We never really talked about that. Much to your chagrin, I think, if they couldn't find a home for them, I told uh, another one of your exes that I would take them if they couldn't find a home. And then all of a sudden, they couldn't find a home for the cats. So they showed up one night and dropped the other two off. That makes four. So we got four cats. And I remember that night that we got Molly and Brownie. They clung to us like nobody's business. JT had died maybe a month before, Mm -hmm. and I think they were still living in his trailer house, and I don't think they had much in the way of human contact for a couple of weeks before. 
know, because they were very clingy. I mean, they, they were cuddling and hugging us and rubbing their faces on our beards. And, yeah, I mean, I remember Molly just hugging you, like, literally with her front paws, grabbing you around the neck and rubbing her face and on your, your chin and everything like that. And Brownie was the same way. They, yeah, it's like we, like, they knew they were rescued, I think, you know, they knew, or they knew that they weren't going to be left alone again. I don't know. Uh, I do think that they were very grateful. Yeah, I guess for as much as much as cats could be grateful. I mean, <laughs> so that's that's an interesting observation because dogs will show that they're, you know, loyal and uh, they have sort of a pack mentality. But cats, for the most part, would rather be left alone. Yeah, yeah. So it really was something for them to to really cuddle up to us that that first couple of days. They really did seem to be desperate for attention. Yeah, and they've been really good cats since, you know, we've we've gotten them. And they had been declawed. Yes. And so it's a little bit easier to accept a cat who isn't constantly scratching up your furniture. Yeah, and, you know, we're not for that because Rudy and Socks aren't declawed, but, you know, I would never personally declaw my cats, but... Like you know, we we got them that way, and so that's the way they are. How many more pets are we going to get? Well, I believe we need to get eight more cats because we said we would get twelve cats, right? Well, that's what you said. Since we're a gay couple and married, we have to have twelve cats total. I don't think that's actually going to happen. No. But we we laughed that we're going to be the crazy cat couple and have 12 cats. Yeah, I think we're pretty good with four. I don't think we could afford the kitty litter for 12 cats. No. Kitty litter's a little outrageous for just something that they... they that you throw away? They throw away, scoop up and throw away every night. But, no, I do like... I love the four that we have. Do you prefer cats or dogs? Um, I don't have... I don't know. I, I like them both. There's certain aspects about dogs that I like, and there's certain aspects about cats that I like. I was never much of a cat person until I got socks. He doesn't fit the mold of most cats, though, I don't think. He does greet you at the door when you come home. He has a lot of dog personality. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I think that. But he doesn't... I don't know. He's He's, he's not... Stand alone and uppity. He, you know, he wants to be around people. He likes when people are around. And he will cry if he doesn't know where his people are. I don't know. I guess I do prefer cats more often now than I... I, I always, like I said, was always a dog person. But as I'm getting older, I think cats cats are just easier to take care of, easier to deal with. If you want to go out of town or something like that, you don't need to find a babysitter for them. They can, you know, kind of handle being on their own for a little bit. They're more self-sufficient than dogs. So I'm going to say I prefer one over the other. I do love the cats we have. Do you like dogs over cats? I think I prefer cats. 
mostly for the reasons you just gave that you if you're working and you're not at home you don't have to rush home to uh take care of the cat before the cat makes a mess on the floor yeah it, it's not fair to have a dog trapped at home unable to to go you know and waiting for you to come home every day yeah so I, uh, I just prefer cats. They're a lot more self-sufficient. I do think it's interesting that you got socks, and I got Rudy, but Rudy seems to prefer you, and socks seems to prefer me. That's very true. Very true. Rudy will cuddle up while you're watching TV and and sleep with you. Rudy wouldn't even think of coming into the room where I am. Yeah. On the other hand, Socks likes to crawl up on top of my chest and knead, and Socks seems kind of aloof towards you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could care less about me. <laughs> no, I mean, the times that I've spent in the hospital, I come home, and he he wants to see me. Like, I'm back. I'm, oh, my God, you're you're back, but... That lasts for about an hour, and then he's back to you. Like, okay, I'm, I'm done with you now. Go, I, you can go back to the hospital if you want. But my favorite person's in the other room, so I'm going to go see him. Um, who? What do you think are smarter, dogs or cats? That's an interesting question. Dogs, as you say, they'll be there by the door waiting for you when you come in, and they always wag their tail, and they're always wanting to be around you. And uh, you throw the ball, and they'll go fetch it, and they'll bring it back to you. With the cat, you throw the ball, and they look at you like, you expect me to do something? Yeah. Yeah. Although, I believe Rudy fetches. Rudy fetches. Yeah, he fetches all the time. He will for a time, anyway. He gets tired of it after a while. Every time he brings it back, it's a little bit further away and a little bit further away until you can tell he's not. Yeah, really interested in doing it anymore. Yeah. So, I don't know if that proves that cats are smarter than, or dogs are smarter. Do- dogs seem more willing to play, but uh, that might prove the cats are actually smarter because you know they're not going to put out the effort. Well, I think they're. I think they're both smart because the key is they get us to do something that we normally wouldn't do. I mean, we're throwing the ball and all that, but we're doing what they want. <laughs> True. So, you know, it's like, who's who's really leading that, you know? But I do think they're smarter in their own ways. I think cats are more independent, obviously. You know, there's like the joke where, you know, you come home and the dog's like, oh my God, oh my God, you've been gone, you've been gone, you've been gone forever, oh my God. And the cat looks at you like, yeah, I've been here all day. Where have you been? <laughs> you know? So, you know, I think they both have their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, pets make life interesting. Which do you think cats would prefer to do, eat or play with humans? Eat. I think they'd rather eat. I think we're just a sideshow to them. Cats, uh, I think I heard something a week ago where they said they did a study or something. They said if. If cats were humans, they would be considered psychopaths <laughs> because they're indifferent. They don't care. Well, that was actually a trick question again. 
because they have done surveys and found, or uh, studies, not surveys, they've done studies and found that cats really would rather get attention from a human than eat. Really? And that surprises it's me. It's shocking. I, I don't know of a single person who would say that that's true, but apparently they found out it is. That's, that's, that's news to me. Yeah, because we joke around about the fact that, that we're only here to feed them, and if we ever stop feeding them, we're going to be their next meal. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of toys do we give our cats? Well, it's appropriate that you ask me that, because I'm usually the one that ends up buying them. Yes, very true. They mostly like the chasing the laser pointer. I have one that's on a motor that will automatically move it around. They don't seem to like that as much as when I do it. But it is a high-powered laser, so it will work. It doesn't have to be in a completely dark room for, for them to, to play with it. And let's see. There's some catnip toys, which usually they'll play with until they can't smell the catnip anymore, and then they're not interested anymore. We do have a couple of toys that have, like, feathers on the end, and they're motorized. They spin around and around, and uh, we can't let the cats just play with them because they'll ruin them. They'll destroy them. <laughs> they'll destroy them. Rudy, yes. mostly. Rudy will pull all the feathers out. He does know the cabinet that that toy is kept in. And yep. every time I open that cabinet, he's right there. I, I want to play. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't do it. Well, doesn't do it so much anymore after he got his foot caught in the cabinet. True. By accident. That was like one of the worst noises I've ever heard. So he's more careful. Before he would try to jump up and look in. Now I think he just runs over and looks at you, but like I'm not getting within two feet of that because I remember what happened when I got too close last time. So uh, maybe they are smarter than we think. Oh, I, I well, we're the ones that scoop up their litter, feed them on a timely basis. They they're in charge. We're not. You know, I joke and say I'm I'm, I'm happy that you guys let us live here and that we get to go to work to put a warm house and food in your bowl all the time. Just recently, I I guess it was on Black Friday, I saw a hell of a deal on two fish. They're about the length of a cat without the tail. They're, they're sort of a plush animal, but they're fish, and they flop. Yep. Just like a fish out of water would. And the cats seem to just love them. Yeah. The only... Problem I have with it is that they'll only flop for about three seconds and then they stop. Yeah, and that's not really enough time for a cat to show interest in a toy. They are activated by movement, so if the cat comes by and or you walk by, they'll they'll start flopping. So if you put them both in a box. They'll they'll keep activating each other over yeah. and over again, so the two fish will flop around in the box, and that seems to be irresistible to cats. Yeah, they they've thoroughly enjoyed those toys. Most of most of the time we get them a toy, it sits around 
disappears for a while, and then two years later, it's dug out, and it's the best thing ever that they found. So most of the time, they ignore them, but then once in a while, we'll find a toy like that one that they absolutely love playing with and bring to you. I think there's an expression that if you buy a cat a toy, they'd rather play in the box that it came in. That's true, yeah. Our cat's like making forts out of any Amazon box that comes to the house. And they will fight it, well, play fight over them, but it's, this is mine, get away, it's my fort. It's kind of funny. What are the most annoying behaviors of our cat? Huh, um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I love them all to death. Uh, probably the thing that annoys me the most is the the throw up. <laughs> um, they do. The, we, we have an automatic feeder. It's it's like a, a one-gallon jug turned upside down that automatically feeds the food. And since there's four cats and only one feeder, I think they do tend to gobble up the food when they think of it. And I think it upsets their stomach, and they end up throwing it all up. Yeah. And it's not hairballs. We, we know. We see hairballs. I, I don't think cats can do anything about hairballs. but. The the throwing up the food is really annoying. Yeah, it's a fun mess to clean up. <laughs> but other than that, I, I really don't think... I mean, Molly wants to be fed real early in the morning, and I, that's part of my own fault because I've gotten up and fed her, so I've kind of created that monster. Um, but other than that, I really don't think they really have any other annoying habits. Uh, can you think of anything that bothers you? There is a saying that the reason we can prove that the earth is not flat is because if it was flat, by now all the cats would have pushed everything off over the edge. No, that's true. And our kitties just really love playing with your color markers that you, you color stuff with. Yeah. It's like the best toy ever that's not supposed to be a toy. But yeah, they, they seem to find them and knock them off the, the table or, you know, where I, where I sketch and draw and all that. There's thousands of them, so they have thousands of different ones to pick out. And yeah, they do. Do you think our cats love us? Uh, I, I do. I know you don't think so. But why, I, why do you say that? Well, I just, no, I'm being facetious when I say that. I, I think they do. Just just the way they act. I mean, they do get upset. Like, I've noticed, like, when I when I am gone, if I'm in the hospital or, if, you know, I travel and see family or something like that, when I come back, they cling to me. They, you know. So I do think they do love us. They show us just in different ways. Do you think they love us? Yeah, I definitely do. Sometimes socks will go down into the basement, and uh, I think he'll take a nap, and he wakes up, and he doesn't realize where he is, and he'll cry. Yeah. Just this sad, sad cry, and you have to go to the basement door and say, okay, socks, it's okay, come back up. Mm -hmm. They They show their love for us in in their cat ways. Yeah. You can't expect them to 
express love the way humans do. Mm. I, I think they consider us just really stupid cats who don't know how to cat. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Um, do you think we give our cats the best, their best lives? I believe we do. We're not rich by any means, but pets don't care about that. No. No. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, as long as we come home, we show them attention, they could care less what we do for a living. They don't judge us, judge us you know what I mean? They, they don't talk back. They don't talk back. Well, well yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but no, I think they do love us. You can tell when you, you, you do come home that they, they do want your attention. Or, you know, a lot of cats aren't like that, but, you know, I think they do. They like to cuddle. They do want to interact with us. But like you said, I, they, they show us in cat ways that they do love us. I think so. I don't know if they necessarily love each other. Like you said, I think that they consider themselves roommates. Yeah. Sort of unwitting roommates. Yeah. When it's really cold, sometimes you'll see two cats huddled together. Yeah, well, because it's cold. Out of necessity. Yeah, out of necessity, yeah. I'll keep you warm, you keep me warm. I remember when we brought Rudy home, he was just like one handful. Mm -hmm. Just a tiny little thing. And socks... Immediately when Socks saw Rudy, Socks started growling at yeah. him. And Rudy hissed right back. Yeah. I mean, this tiny little thing, who could not have possibly defended itself. No. Hissed right back at this giant cat. Yeah. He wasn't going to put up with it. Like, you're not going to bully me around. <laughs> I think Rudy must have been like a, a farm kitty. Yeah. Also because he will steal food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll steal anything from the other kitties. The, well, even our food. Yeah. You cannot leave a sandwich on the table unguarded. Oh, that's why I call him Carbo Kitty. Because if it's bread or cheese or pasta, the cat will steal it if it's unguarded for less than 10 seconds. He will find in, a way. In the time it takes you to go from the dining room into the kitchen and back to the dining room, he'll be up on the table pulling it off the plate. Yeah. So I think he must have been like a farm cat who had to scrap with the other cats for food. Yeah. Well, we, even when we got him, remember, he had that thing on his nose. Yeah, he, he had a wound on his nose and from fighting with the other cats. You saw him on mine, and we went to go get him. And they're like, well, he's not available. And you were like, well, I want that cat. And they brought him out. And I remember the, the vet tech or wherever it was at the Humane Society was like, well, we think it's a worm. And, you know, just keep an eye on it. And well, then we figured out, but it was, no, it was probably a scratch from another kitty. And the reason he wasn't available anymore is I think he was, he was getting, <laughs> he was in, in line to make, see his mayor, meet his maker. Hmm. So I think we rescued him. Do you think the cats know we rescued them? I, I think they're grateful for us. There's no telling what their thoughts are, particularly regarding how how we got them but uh they are grateful i i think yeah they're, they're good companions yeah i think so too um so i guess that's it for about the our discussion about our pets
What um? What's the joke of the week right now? Okay. Where do gay kitties prefer to sleep? I don't know. Where do gay kitties prefer to sleep? In the hay. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's enough about pets. I hope everyone enjoyed hearing our stories. This is Bear. And this is Kura. Until next time. Bye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A W E S. <laughs>